When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back by no one's demand but our own from our home office here in Elizabeth Park in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. It is the 615 Sessions brought to you by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports and Nashville. And Bussin' with the Boys. Brought to you by Bussin' with the Boys. Bussin' with the Boys at Bussin' WTB on Insta, on That's Twitter. Right. BussinWTB.com. The jackass who has just interrupted <laughs> is none other than than the mom of the bussin' with the boys. Oh, so disrespectful. Couple. Not Nashville's dad. Don't call him... Or no, Nashville's dad, not your dad. Yeah, not my dad. Not they, my dad. Whoever wants to call him dad, that's their own That's their own story. Will Compton. Dad, bro? You sure? He's not my fucking dad. All right. All right. <laughs> Will All right. Compton and Corey Levin are in the house at underscore Will Compton, just to be difficult. Got to put the underscore on the front end. It was end. taken. The, the Will Compton was taken. At Corey1162 yeah. is where you can follow the boys on Twitter. Appreciate you guys coming by. Welcome back to town. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't know you would have us coming over to this part of town. I was like, <laughs> I thought I was going to a setup, like a facility, but no, of no, course no. you're as, you're as uh, poor as we are with a bus or with a house out in the boonies. The last time I was over here, my car got stolen. <laughs> That's the second person to say that to me. My no, car, dude, I parked right behind you. <laughs> I just parked right behind you. Yeah, my car got stolen, so it really was my girlfriend's car. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, I had stopped to move. I was moving my stuff in Nashville, and I needed gas. I pulled up, and I was like, I'll leave the keys in here because I'm going to leave right away. Didn't end up leaving right away. Got inside. was lazy. You know, finished moving the rest of the way in. Felt sorry for myself. Stayed there. Next morning. Sure. Way to be a victim about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The next morning, I go to going to the facility. This is why I was on tight last year. Going to the facility, my girlfriend's car is on the front anymore. Fortunately, she did the whole uh, get around yes. in DC. Oh so God. there's a GPS system in it. We track it. Tracks over here in this area that we're in right now with Buck Rising six one five sessions. Was it on Cockrell Street? Because I it saw was, some shady stuff going on. It was on the at one of the here. apartment complexes. Somebody broke in. It was there. It was all, you know, they stole everything out of the car. Fortunately, there wasn't much. The keys were gone. We had to get it towed back. Listen, was, Brett, Kern, Brett Kern started the tradition of bringing people to the home office. Because used to be, I'd just take the stuff to the facility. I'd take the shit to the facility. I'd do it on the patio out there. No muss, no fuss. Fine. Yeah. And then Kern, on his off day, after he got his shit rocked by Devin White, because they <laughs> faked a punt on fourth and two. Field goal. Faked a field goal. He thought he had it on fourth and two. He sprinted and got absolutely cleaned 
uh, he did get claimed in the Sunday show. before, and so oh, he said, watching. "Hey, the best we part is seeing Ackerman, the special teams coordinator, <laughs> on the sideline on the film, like as it was happening. He's like running, running." Threw his hands up and headed back, just thinking, oh, man, I'm about to get probably cussed out. <laughs> just like a freeze frame of each of his faces as he realized, oh, no, he's not going to get there. Yeah. That's a big problem. No, we have a lot of things to talk about with the boys today. I'm very grateful to them for stopping by. They have unique insight. And now uh, that they're both home for the offseason uh, and there is a team that they are both intimately familiar with in the postseason, what do you guys, what do you guys think? About the mighty Tennessee Titans. I think they're dangerous, man. I mean, that running game is serious. Your boy. Sounds like you want to be back on the Titans. I mean, I mean, you're done in the uh, regular season. You kind of get a little jealous. I mean, you can't lie. I, I couldn't like believe the playoffs would be nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't believe they, they made it into the playoffs going into, I think it was when they were playing the Texas the first time. I remember uh, talking to Taylor because I was like, we had lost, I think, three or four in a three or four in a row, and uh, so I was like, "Hey, I was like, hey, what are you doing for New Year's? What are you guys doing? For, what are you and Taylor doing for New Year's?" And he was like, uh, "Preparing for a home playoff game." That's <laughs> <laughs> what he told me. Preparing for I just a home put playoff game. I put uh, so disrespectful. Yeah, I put like yeah, sure, bud. And then like some gif where the guy's like, you know, yeah, I, I doubt it, but okay. Way to describe a gif on on try audio. To, you know what I mean? It's all right. Podcast host Will Compton buzzing yeah. with the boys. Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, I'm I'm hyped for them though, man. Uh, I think they are. I do think they're dangerous. I think. I think they're going to win. I think they're beating the Patriots this weekend. Double digits. Look at you. Yeah, I saw you put, I saw you putting out game predictions on game Twitter. Predictions, dude. Can Look at a, you. Can we get a 69 nothing for Matt Neely though? Dude, 69 nothing for Matt Neely. See, I thought we were going to be on TV. I thought we were going to record and video this stuff. Oh, I'm Both. sorry. Did I disappoint you? No, all yeah, the cameras you did. Are, the cameras are pointing at me. Yeah, right you have now. one camera and it's just on you. I'm wearing my I'm rocking my Neely jersey no, right no, now. No, no, no. I'll jersey. take a picture for you, you shill. I know what you did. It's okay. He's got his bussin' with the boys hoodie on. You can get the merch yeah, at bussinwtb.com. No, but it's it's really cool how you guys rep uh, our friend Matt Neely. He uh, that's and we'll, we'll, we've got a ton of things to talk about. Dude, over let's the talk about it all. We're we're rolling. Right? Just we rolling are this we day. are rolling. But you know, I've done this with you before, and there was a different co-host the last time that I had to do this. It's like wrangling cats <laughs> to do one of, to try and drive one of these shows. So I fully expect to be derailed over the course of it. But I want to start with you guys. We're not. I'm I'm here to talk with you guys. We'll talk about the Titans here in a bit but Compton you just got engaged I did I did how how the fuck does that feel because I'm like I'm happy for you and also like oh wow that's real yeah we, yeah, yeah we lost a soldier boys we <laughs> lost a soldier uh I'm excited man uh my heart was pounding when I did it I, walk us through give us the play by right, all right. um well I wanted to do it a couple times before that. It was like when my parents came out and we wanted to do it in like one of the sightseeing spots in California. Um, I, wanted, I was thinking about doing it on Christmas in one of the big lit trees. And the moments they didn't feel right, I started getting too nervous. Heart started pounding too much. I was like, this ain't it. This ain't it. Because she loves proposals. Noted. You know, Will Compton hard. does not perform well under pressure. Yeah, there we go. That, GM's yeah, take, well GM's said. If I'm note. not prepared, well said. Um, <laughs> But then, Mayock, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Mayock. December 28th was her birthday, and we were traveling to Denver that day, and she wanted to go eat, and I was like, I can't do it then. I wanted to do it in 2019. 
So I made reservations at this local spot two days before um, through the Raiders. Shout out Raiders. D'Angelo, he's for the boys. Um, but we go to this spot and I she wanted me to write her a love letter for like a year now. Obviously, I wasn't about that. I was like, you know, she's like, I just want, you know, you to write words and the, all the lovey-dovey stuff. I was like, I'm never going to do that. But it's good now, that she knows up front. Yeah, she, sorry, yeah, honey. Yeah, yeah, that's how it started. I'm sure you never thought I'd write you a love letter. <laughs> so anyway, I write her a birthday card, love letter, and um, we're at the spot, and we get done with dinner, and I pull it out, and she's like, "Oh, did you write me a love letter?" And I'm like, "Yeah." The only thing is, you have to read it out loud. So I had her read it aloud to me, and then she starts, you know, crying in the middle of it. She doesn't have any inkling that I'm going to propose. She's just excited that I wrote her a love letter. Right. And once it got to the bottom, it had the question on the bottom. And it was like, you know, kind of recapping the year. And it was like, will you make this the greatest year of my life? And then I kind of stood up. I moved the table to the side and I got down on a knee. So I didn't have to do any talking. The letter did yeah, it. Yeah, no oh, speech. That's really the letter, strong. The letter, the letter did it for me. I pushed the table to the side, Ooh. get on a knee. I said, will you marry me? And then that's it was smooth, solid. Bro. It was that's, solid. That's Where did we get stuff. that? Corey Levin, grade the proposal. Uh, let's, yeah, let's grade the proposal. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not how we grade proposals. Dude. You know it comes with a long description. You started this. Well, I live and ask, die by this. You got to ask why it's a 4.5. Why is it a 4.5? Well, Break I mean, it down, big man. It, it, it's, it's up to you first if it's out of 5 out of 10. You just never know. But really strong, not having to uh, say any words. You know, you're just like, slowly she's reading it. You're getting on a knee. It's not too bad. I don't know how the ring look. I'm sure it's nice, whatever. <laughs> but, it's a uh, strong 4.5. Yeah, no, that's a good 4.5. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Corey, you have had big life events this year as well. You, huge. Huge. I mean, a couple, but they start with the raising of a small human. Yeah. What the hell has that been like? Well, I'm, we haven't had the kid yet, so yeah. But you're in the pro- process. Of yeah, it. we're uh, we're we're looking. We're right at eight months here, and uh, is it actually, dicey in the household? No, dude, does it get so dicey? It's been really emotions? shitty, honestly. I haven't been with my wife for like the past month because I was in Chicago. She went back to Nashville. Um, yeah, so like I was living in a hotel, dude, like all Same. by myself, like. Month of December was just not cool. Bro. In Chicago, too. In Chicago, dude. Real cold. Real cold, real What windy. hotel? It was a residence inn. Shout out residence inn. <laughs> Riverwoods Boulevard. Where were you Meadow staying Lawn. in Oakland? Hey, God bless you, man. I was in an extended stay. <laughs> extended? In Alameda, California, bro. Dude. Ants everywhere. I'll tell you what, though. I went to Bed Bath & Beyond. December came. Uh, November was done. We got done with Thanksgiving. Went to Bed Bath & Beyond. Got me some uh, garland, some lit up garland, put it all around Ooh, my couch. Love that. Got me a little tree, put it on there. Got me a, uh, a picture frame that says me and Santa with a default picture of the blonde kid <laughs> and Santa from Bed Bath & Beyond. Didn't so even bother to put like a, a, a picture of you. Correct. Kept that picture because I like, you know, people get, I get away with me saying that's me on the photo. <laughs> little blonde kid <laughs> and lit candles. False Had a nice little December in the extended say. Dude, I didn't even do any, any decorations. But it's depressing. I, it was it was all right. Mom, it sounds mom like you felt sorry for yourself up. a lot. Victims, a both bit, of you victims. A Damn little it. bit, but hey, it's all good. We made it through. We're here in January, back in Nashville with the boys. There we go. Man. But this but, uh, is this is perfect though, guys, because what you are describing is not what my audience or people listening to this, sports fans, would consider the typical NFL 
experience. I mean, this is legitimately difficult circumstances that you guys have been put in. Corey, you for the first time in your career. Will, you've dealt with it a couple times now. Yeah. This is not something people are probably sitting back <laughs> this thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Ants. What do you mean you weren't worth <laughs> your pregnant wife in the in the last month of, of pregnancy as it gets closer and closer? Like people don't appreciate how how taxing that can be as a situation. It's crazy for sure, man. I mean, not only did I move once, I was twice in three months to Denver. And, and the worst part about it is you get like four hours notice before your flight. Yeah. To pack up just like whatever suitcase you got. And then you just got to make it work, man. It's weird. Yeah, you just got to go with the job of a hat too. You yeah. kind of, when it happened for me, I was actually coming to grips with, possibly retiring and being done and going all in on bus with the boys. I was tailgating on the weekends with the Titans fans and stuff like that. And honestly, I was starting to find peace with, with all of it. I, it was like, yo, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be fine without football. That's what, that's where I was starting. I was on the phone with, I was talking with Nick Williams. You guys remember Nick? He was with the Titans. last Sure. He had a brutal little, you know, outing with the Titans. It's a tough way to end. It's a tough way to end, possibly. He was out at Denver, too, for training camp. To remind people, he had the drop touchdown pass against the Buffalo Bills in what would have been a one-score game, and then immediately uh, out on the street. It would have put you in the lead for the game. I love Nick. But one play doesn't decide a game. Right, right. It's definitely, yeah, I mean, he got obviously crucified. Sounds like somebody who's been blown up. But I was talking (laughs) with Nick, and and Nick was like, I told myself by week eight, if I wasn't on a team, I was going to hang it up, like give myself a timeline and this and that we were kind of talking about the mental that kind of goes in this like trying to stay ready and working out and people asking you like when are you gonna why didn't the team pick you yeah all that fun stuff and uh, so I got it in my head okay I'm gonna wait a couple more weeks and then Oakland called in those couple weeks and the first time Oakland called it's always Monday and Tuesday when your agent calls you to um, let you know if you're gonna go do a workout or a tryout I started to get in the mindset if I make it through Tuesday, I'm free for the week. Yeah. I'm good for the weekend. I can start prepping for another tailgate. I can start figuring out what our next move is with the podcast, this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. And uh, So you were thinking more not football things. Like, I was starting to think, like, uh, I'm, I can, I'm good with this. I'm good with this what life. I've been yeah, doing. Like, yeah. You start to figure out your transition, because I think that's what scares guys the most, is yeah. like, transition. I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards. And when they're actually trying to figure it out, they still get a little more scared because, like, you don't know if plan A, B, and C is going to work out for you, right? So my agent calls on a Monday, um, whatever week that was, and I didn't even answer because I knew. I was like, (laughs) shit, somebody's calling to bring me in. God, dude. And that's what I was starting to think. I was like, And you didn't pick up? I didn't pick up at first. That's a real feeling, man. I had the same one when it was the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. My agent was calling me. I was like, Shit, I know someone's picking me up off this practice yeah, right now. Exactly. And it was like, um, do I want to go wherever, whoever this team is? And then my agent texts, hey, Will, the Oakland Raiders want to bring you in. Let me know you got this text. They want to fly you out on the next flight. And uh, Charo comes home, my fiance now, and she's like, um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was just starting. She's like, you were starting to get comfortable, huh? And I was like, yeah, I was starting to be at peace with like everything, like enjoying this, like being home for this and all this different stuff. And she was like, well, number one, you don't even know if you made the team. You got to go out for a tryout. So why don't you just go? We gave you a reality check, yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah. She was like, why That's don't good, you, though, why don't you go out there and find out? Because if you don't make it, then you're going to be back in Nashville the next day and doing the same stuff and enjoying the same life you were starting to enjoy. And um, I was like, yeah, you're right. And um, 
you know, hit my agent. I, I was going to, there's a part of me that's like, I mean, I gonna, I'm going to have to get on this plane. So I fly out there and then obviously didn't come back. And then it completely did a 180 throughout the year. And I'm in a completely different situation than I had thought I would have been in. Right. So that is the insight of kind of what goes on. I think mentally wise with guys when yeah. I go to that stuff. No, yeah, that stuff's crazy, man. Cause like I said, I had just did Thanksgiving. My wife, we were in Denver together, so it was all all gravy there. But we go, we do Thanksgiving with my, one of my teammates, his wife's family, all that. And when I'm like, I'm getting comfortable. There's like four weeks left in the season. Denver's not making the playoffs. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm good with being on P Squad because they paid me a little bit more. Me and my agent negotiated more pay than your average P Squad guy. And I was like, you know. I like the coaches, love my teammates. I'll just – I'll come yeah, here and compete too. next year, you know. I had Mike Munchak as my O-line coach. Dude was incredible. He's a wizard. People yeah. love him here from yeah. his time as a player and as a coach. So I get that phone call after Fast Friday, and it's my agent. And I didn't answer the first time because I knew, and I was, like, driving home, and I didn't I, – I just knew, like, he was going to say, someone's wanting to sign you, and – you got to uproot everything you just started getting comfortable with. Right. So then I, like, answered and we talked it out. And it just – it makes sense, obviously, for getting credited seasons, stuff like that, benefits. So you got to – I mean, you got to weigh everything, and it's kind of crazy. Didn't even know how to tell my wife, like, yeah, we're about to move again for the second time in three months. But I did it, and she just went back to Nashville. At this point, can she fly for how far along in the pregnancy she was? No, she can't fly anymore. So she had to drive from Denver to. Well, no, at that point she, she could. could fly, okay, but like, okay. oh, thank but God. Now, no, like, yeah, God. she couldn't do any of the Chicago. Like, no, she couldn't come up really. No, so yeah, so we spent we spent a month apart, and not not only that, dude, I couldn't see my dog for the longest time. I got. Oh, great. I know that hurts you so badly. Yeah, matters, man. Everything not not everybody stuck on a roster on fantasy teams and right no yeah this not and everyone's that. not everyone's AJ Brown man having the crazy yeah. season he's having your boy yeah I rookie of the year think has to be one thousand percent rookie of the year he is spectacular guys I like I haven't it's it's crazy though because he doesn't look like what a typical wide receiver looks like this dude is built like a pterodactyl. It's like how all those rookie wide receivers are, dude. Like Metcalf, that guy's yeah, a, freak a freak too. Freak too, yeah. You, so he does have a contender, school. Josh Jacobs. We can, we're not oh. gonna go without mentioning so, my guy, see, Josh now Jacobs. The, see now the boy is conflicted about the boys. <laughs> but the, well, I guess no. AJ Brown was before the boys, before the actual boys. Yeah, yeah. AJ Brown came into. Oh, he's understanding okay. probably the culture as okay. we speak. So make the case. This is good that we can have this kind of pushback. Make the case for Josh Jacobs, the oh, rookie of the year. I need. Ooh, I need. I'll need, you to need pull stats. out my phone. No, 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 no. You can't come in here, come in here, and say Josh Jacobs, rookie of the year, and not have an argument. You're right. Whoa, yeah, Corey, you help, Corey help me out. Give me the eye test. Give me the eye test. You can't. Hey, I'll strong. tell you this much. Josh Jacobs is a motherfucker, dude. Yeah. He is a stud. And I think he is. He's an Alabama bright. running back. Yeah, they all are. A thousand yards. But he's hey rookie year. A thousand yards. He leads all. He leads rookies and all that in all those categories. He can run routes. And here's the thing. Philip Lindsay. Here's got why yards. he's His a undrafted rookie year. Who's this? Philip Lindsay from the he's Broncos. He's a he's a lippy. He's a he's got little man syndrome. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get that in a little bit. I love him. But uh, I do too. too. I think he's, he's a stud. But he's got some serious little man syndrome out there. <laughs> um, but 
leads all in rookies in all those categories. I mean, if you put up their stats, I would say that the way AJ has finished, I think he's kind of capped off. Recency I think, I think, bias is a right, real thing. Yeah, right. stats jump off the and, page. And, I mean, too. if Josh Josh couldn't play the last few games, so right. that kind of hurt him as mm-hmm. well. But as far as yards per rush, 1,000 yards as a rookie. And the back half of the year, he did it on a fractured um, like collarbone or clavicle or something yeah. to where he, he didn't practice all week long. Would legit stand like he's in a sling because, because the Titans because game was the first one he had missed when they went when they went out there to Oakland. Yeah, uh, and that was the first. That was the week after he had revealed for whatever reason that he had been playing with a fractured shoulder. Right, he had been playing. That was the only. That was the actual game he finally missed. Yes. but he was hurting. I'm talking in pain. Like almost tears, dude would shoot up and do all that stuff that you're gonna hear stories about one day. That you're like, man, why? So he's you got know? the grit factor. For oh, sure. bro, he is a tough motherfucker, and I, I do. I think uh, I think very highly of Josh Jacobs, but AJ would be very well deserving of the offensive player, offensive rookie, offensive player of the year. I I really have a lot of respect for Josh Jacobs for a variety of reasons. I don't want to talk about Philip Lindsay because Philip Lindsay's got a little bit of this. Uh, from Corey's perspective. But Josh Jacobs, Alabama running back, though he may be, his story is incredible from the way that he's had to like claw his way into the position that he was at Alabama and then still not get playing time once he was at, at Alabama and to go still a first-round pick, but really this is the first time that he's been allowed to carry the weight, be the feature player that he believes himself to be, and to have an edge coming out, having the talent to go to Alabama and still having an edge as somebody who's somehow been slighted as a top athlete and top prospect in college football coming into this year, it's been really, it was really, really cool to watch him gut it out that way. But Philip Lindsay's another one who's got this just crazy work ethic and just nastiness to him. Now, you've, you've played against him. You've played with him, Corey. Corey, why don't you start from your perspective before Will tells us what a shit talker he is. I mean, he's just, <laughs> like Phil said, he's he's a little dude. Why, why'd you, why are you on your knees? Why'd you get on your knees? To start talking? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't true. You can't see this. <laughs> just to make that clear, this is not just, true. Just to be clear. <laughs> no, but Phil's this little dude who's got just like you said crazy work ethic and i think he he just felt so doubted coming out of colorado and then you know being undrafted to the broncos he felt like he had something to prove and i'd say he's definitely proven that two uh two back-to-back thousand yard seasons he runs really hard i like i mean he's he's pretty small dude and it's it's pretty surprising seeing how hard he hits the hole and he's got crazy speed and crazy hair i mean he's just like it's it's kind of cool watching what he does i mean he is a little mouthy but i think that's part of his game though that keeps him kind of yeah i mean he, up, you, you, know? you can tell he's got that chip on his shoulder you know what yeah. i mean I mean, he's an undrafted cat you does know, he still live with his parents no i think uh, i think he might but i'm pretty sure he was saying after this season he's gonna buy buy a house okay but yeah i mean still, oh it's his family and uh his whole setup's right there yeah dude he he lived with his parents all rookie year. Well, do they live in Denver? Yeah, they're yeah, in like Colorado. In the, like That's in the, smart. I would do that. Yeah, suburbs or wherever. I'm not sure exactly, but I mean, he's he's just a dude playing football and having fun and being an asshole while doing it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he only had like 40 yards against us, but <laughs> yeah, he is. He, he's a good running back. 
He can route people up. Very good one cut guy. Like very yeah. fluid and smooth. Great balance. Uh, yeah. But he has. He's got that little man. He's got that little. He chirps, man. I love that. Talks he a lot of shit. Chirp. Got that little man syndrome, dude. But he chirps see, on the sideline when he's not happy with what's going on. I mean, he'll he'll let you know. Like, you both play in a division with some pretty prolific shit talkers, like Philip Rivers. The videos that oh, come so out of he's him. He's a big shit talker. This is unbelievable to me that he doesn't cuss. And he's just out there telling y- uh, uh, Yannick Ngakwe. 90-yard touchdown. Not screaming in his ear after Ngakwe helps him up off the turf. Yeah. Like this, you know, this monster who's just trying to chew on Philip Rivers' spine kind enough to stop, help him get up off the field, help old man Rivers. And then Rivers is screaming in his ear. It's crazy to and me. One time, uh, there, there'll be times where he's playing the game and just talking as he's playing the game. Oh, he's coming. You guys aren't fooling anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah point of my head no we're going over here don't worry about that yeah it's crazy just dude. completely dismissive in the middle of a play i love that but we're talking about running backs you have faced uh derrick henry this year yeah you know what derrick henry can do when he's running behind this offensive line in particular you guys have unique perspective on this dude he is now the nfl's rushing champion yeah so happy for him man that's awesome that's really cool stud he is stud unbelievable now there's there's some meaning behind the stud thing yeah there is there's yes there is meaning behind it we always um no matter what when we talk to each other we message or anything it's just always just one word stud like that was something (laughs) last year when he wasn't being messed with as much running the ball yeah um i want to say Dion was getting a lot more uh, getting a lot more play he was because he was playing well but i know uh Derek, he was there. Was there was he was frustrated? You know what I mean? Because he he wasn't getting the ball. Um, you know, not not saying he should have gotten it more, just because Derek was the hot hand and they were going with him. So Dion, yeah, or Dion, my fault. And um, you know, he, you could just tell he, he wished he was part of the game plan more. And uh, we would just talk about it. I'd be, hey man, like you know, you're a stud. We would just always have this little insider thing, stud going on because I was a backup. I was a backup and wasn't playing that much. And, um, you know, we would just always call each other stud. And so now that all this stuff's kind of came about him finishing the year like he did last year and then coming on the scene and doing his thing. It's unbelievable. Like he should this year. It's just unreal, man. I'm so happy and and, and proud of him too because he's battled his own adversities. And it's sometimes when you're not when your name's not called and you're not part of all of it, you're not part of it, you know, all this stuff you feel like you should be part of, like mentally you have so many conversations with, your, with yourself that it can get tough at times, dude. And and I know he had those situations and I'm pumped for him. He deserves it all. For sure. I mean, my rookie year, he had to split time with DeMarco. And uh, I mean, once he kind of started getting hurt, Derek always, it seems like at the back half of the season, he always turns it on somehow, which – I don't know how that goes, but I mean, he's in that Chiefs game in the wild card game. He had a really good game last year. You know, the freaking ninety-nine yard touchdown yeah, against the Jags. The end of the like, year, yeah, it's always at the end of the year he gets it going, and that's why it's pretty scary that they're in the playoffs against a team who's kind of you know the Pats don't look like the Pats. You know what I'm saying? They just lost to the Dolphins at home. But how often do people say that? Because like you guys, you guys definitively kicked their shit in. Last year at Nissan Stadium, you guys beat the hell out of the Patriots. That Patriots team, that one that looked diminished because that at that point in the season, that was never about, you know, any time you guys would beat the Eagles or the Patriots or the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. It's what's wrong with Team X 
that just lost to the Tennessee Titans. That, that, that's just kind yeah. of the burden right. that the Tennessee yeah, it's Titans... Never, it's never the right. Titans. It's never the Titans. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Troy wrong? Aikman says the Dallas Cowboys just lost to the Tennessee Titans. Blow it all up. <laughs> that was a thing that happened. It's crazy to me. But for, for the Titans and for Derrick Henry, it seems to set up so perfectly for them heading in there that I can't, I can't get myself to... I can't get myself to believe it, not because of them, but because of who's on the other side. Yeah, and people just kind of compared the feeling of the Titans to uh, the Giants that one year. They were like the last seed and went on. They were kind of the hot hand with defense and everything else when Eli won right. that one year. We're no, they were the low seed, but nobody wanted to face them. Yeah. Because they had something about them that was – Oh, they had that momentum. defense. Yeah. And this one's the running game and what's going on on offense. Yeah. and the, I mean, the defense too, I mean – here lately, I don't think they've been as dominant as they were in, you know, maybe earlier in the season. But yeah. once it, if they turn that thing on and you get this offense that the Titans have rolled out there, I mean, I tell you right now, the Titans defense is ready to perform. I yeah, can only imagine sure. what the meetings are like right them. now. I, I would know, never doubt them. I know they feel what they hear and feel whatever pressure and noise is being out there, and they they take the defense takes a lot of pride in being a really great defense, and I think they're going to show up this weekend. Here's why I think they're going to win by double digits. <laughs> I don't know Boys who Tom Brady's going to throw to. Other Not than even that. that. Not even that. You mentioned it. We. We whooped them last year. What was the score? 34 to 10. 34 to 10? <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, exactly. I got to tell you, both of you were on the damn team. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, it felt good. I remember coming out being like, yo, we just whooped those boys like that. I didn't expect that at all, yeah. right? Because there's this Brady fa- chucking there, a duck. Yeah, there's this factor in your mind that when you see the Patriots uniform, you see 12 out there commanding, doing their thing. You see oh, my Edelman, God. You see I felt boys. it when it came out of the tunnel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got this kind of magical – Ooh and ah, right? Some well, aura around it. Yeah, when yeah. when we beat them like we did last year, and then they played against them this year in training camp. These, I'm telling you, I bet the boys right now are not. All that wow factor's gone. They're gonna get there in, in Gillette Stadium. Gillette, Gillette, whatever, Gillette. Gillette, Gillette, whatever it's fucking called. <laughs> the best a man can get. Yeah, 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 yeah. The best man can get. <laughs> and they're that wool factor's not even gonna be there because they already feel like they've they've been there, done that. Like there's no factor of oh, well, this we is did, Tom Brady. we did go there in the playoffs my rookie year, and we, I mean, I mean, we got lost. smoked, but like they, well, the, they're still the, used to going up there, <laughs> seeing them come out at night in Gillette. That's the Stadium. thing. Well, they've they, done they, it before. Yeah, they've that's what I'm there. saying. They've done it. They've done it. And, and Corey um, Davis had two touchdowns. Corey was Corey eats. Off them. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore does not seem to, bar, to bother Corey Davis. And, I mean, I this is this is the thing. I I think I think what's crazy is I was interrupted. So we're gonna we're gonna take. A what do you guys back. do on bussing with the boys? Whoops. Whoops. Oops. How many times did I get oops? Oops. When I got on the bus. Whoops. 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 I was talking. That's how you're so, supposed to do this. But check this out. I have because it's a great take. It's just taking forever. <laughs> Land the plane. Great take. Brevity is the soul you got, of wit. You'll you learn got, this as ooh, you get better in front all, of a microphone. All, offensive, offensive player of the month. A.J. Brown. I thought it was Tannehill. Tannehill, A.J. Brown, rookie of the month. Off, rookie AFC, of the month. Yeah. Rushing king. Yes. An offen- uh, offensive running scheme that mm. is confident as hell right now. Yeah. With somebody with – because the, the Titans are built off running game, Keith play Carter's action. Carter's got the boys going, Screen man. game, all that stuff. I'm telling you, the confidence is high, and that defense is taking it very seriously. That they're not, that they have been chirped a little bit about these recent weeks. So I think they're going to come right. out ready to go, ready to be the same defense that they put on film last year. 
And Adore, That's why double digits. Adoree Jackson, for the first time since week 13, helps. He uh, told us today that he will, in fact, play at Foxborough, and that has been some time. This is the first full week Adoree's practiced in a while, so that will be interesting. To go to New England and to lose by 18 points in the playoffs, we asked Mike about that this yeah, week. Yeah, he said it should have no bearing says, on it. He says it has absolutely nothing to do with it. But you, I mean, it has to... It has to, for the guys who were on that roster the last time they played in that game, win or lose, I think it has to at least calm your nerves because now you've already been to North Korea the first time. Like, you've already crossed into the demilitarized zone. Which game are we talking about saying it should calm your nerves? To to play in New England in the playoffs. They did it in 2017, 2017. the last time. Vrabel said it had no bearing on playing this week. Right, in it's New a completely England. different team and all that, but a lot of the core guys are still out there, like Ben Jones, Taylor, Jack. I mean, Dennis. I, he he had to play after Jack got hurt in that game, but yeah. I mean, there's there's people. Corey Davis. He had a hell of a game up there, and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of the guys will kind of like they're not gonna be they're not gonna base their whole game thinking about that one, but it'll be in the back of their mind a little bit, you know. Like I'll be the guy that says it doesn't have any bearings. Yeah, I'll be that guy. I think it has more to do with the ass whooping that happened last year than it does two years ago, and playing them. In so you're saying the Patriots have a little bit of revenge factor to get after? They probably. Your boy do. Kyle Van Noy do. is saying they're going on a revenge tour to the Boston media. I like it. Patriots Noy, don't I love ever talk. Kyle Van Noy. I love how he he talks. I like I like Kyle a lot. Yeah, I like him a lot. Him and the boy, they'll be getting, they'll be going at it this weekend. I, I look forward to watching that, and I'm sure Taylor looks forward to uh, to to that as well. I uh, Vrabel though, do we have any insight as to whether this miraculous run, this 30 points a game on offense, this rushing champion, and Ryan Tannehill playing the best football that Ryan Tannehill has ever possibly played? Do we believe that he has, in fact, already sacrificed his manhood to win a Super Bowl? <laughs> that is, is the this question, some voodoo? Do dude. we know anything about this? We're trying to do our digging on our end. Um, you some know, we, hardcore journalism by the boys. Yeah, we're, we have stakeouts going on right now around his house. We're trying to find. <laughs> whatever trying, it takes. We're tr- yeah, we're trying to do whatever it takes to figure out if he cut that piece off or not yet. <laughs> and if not, will he? And if they go to the Super Bowl, are we going to be severing that thing the week of? You know what I mean? I think it should be a part of, of media day at the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I think we should all broadcast it. I, absolutely. I think we're going to have to figure something out. Cause Four I, days before the game, Titans head coach Mike Brables in the hospital right now. Undisclosed reasons. We know what it is. <laughs> Low, yeah, lower, body yeah. lower body injury. Lower body injury. Lower body injury. Got on injury. a bus and it hasn't came off yet. <laughs> all right. But, like, he, he himself, he – See, like, we get limited exposure to him. And, of course, he's not going to be – he's not going to talk to us the same way that he talks to you guys, that he coaches with you guys. But Mike, as big big a dick as he seems sometimes, he seems to legitimately relish teaching football in a way that – I mean, I'm sure most – all coaches at their core are teachers. But, like, Mike seems to take a particular – pride in pulling Tremaine Brock aside today at practice and telling him how best to use his leverage or best best to practice his leverage in non-contact situations like he's constantly moving around and he wants to be a part of every working at least from my from my observation of this team what is he like 
in these situations where you have a big opponent coming up? Because you guys played played a couple of them last year. This one is a tough one. He could be he could help end the New England Patriots, which would be some kind of uh, bizarro circle of life for where his career started and now uh, to see his former teammate perhaps on the decline. I mean, he's just, uh, like you said, he's just got an incredible understanding of the whole game of football and going around. Like, I know from an offensive line standpoint, you know, he had to be in the trenches a little bit with the big boys and, and just understanding leverage in that aspect and, like, coaching points that he could give us that, you know, worked on him specifically. That's like you can't you can't put a price tag on it. That's, that's really valuable stuff. So, I mean, and he know like he's well connected. He knows a bunch of guys around the league. So he probably he he has a lot of tips just all the time. I'd imagine. Yeah, I think I think he just loves football. I think he's he loves to be a head coach. I think he loves to coach football. He loved to play football. I mean, the dude said he'd cut his dick off for a Super Bowl, <laughs> and he already had, he already he already and had was not three. shy about it. Totally, yeah, it was not. He legit thought about it. Ah, uh, you know. Been married 20 years. <laughs> yeah, probably. What do you feel like if you're Jen in that moment? Yeah. You're just like, bruh, what, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Football and, uh, guy. Yeah. And there's a reason, like, you know, we have a, we had a squad meeting, and they probably have them every day. You know what I mean? He loves to be a coach. He loves to mentor guys. He loves to teach the game. Um, yeah. So It would be every day we were watching practice clips. Oh, every day we are watching clips. There's a squad meeting every day in that building. We didn't it starts, have that. It starts it's, with Coach Rabel. Yeah, like our And it's never been like that anywhere. Yeah, yeah what, no, what makes him unique from – because you guys now, both of you, have the benefit of having been other places and experiencing different styles. Like what makes him unique from some of the other places that you've been at this point? I'd say one of those things is a squad meeting, like – me being an offensive guy, we're sitting there watching defensive drills, and he's making the whole team understand like what this guy should be doing, so you can hold each other accountable. Um, other like these couple other places I've been, like Nagy's an offensive guy, so squad meetings are quick because he just wants to get the offense, and I understand because he wants our offense to perform well and 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 look good doing it. Um, Fangio is a defensive guy, so. He couldn't wait to get the offense out of there into their meeting so he could talk to his defense. But I think he does – I think Vrabel does a good job of, you know, just taking the whole team and getting everyone to understand what each position group's doing so they can hold each other accountable. Yeah. No, I mean, pretty much what Corey said. I, I think anything else on top of it is probably just his – what, he played 14 years? 14 years. I mean, you got a guy who goes 14 years and immediately goes into high-level coaching. It's not like he had to take the long right, road or anything yeah. like that. So Went straight got, to Ohio State. Right, straight to Ohio State, straight to Houston, and then straight here. So it's like there's – you understand that when you're around him. Like, you just know and feel that he isn't that far removed from playing pro football, and he's been in – damn near every chair in that meeting room whether it be a an important backup role a team captain a a, a you know a guy up front a front runner where he's starting and playing well a guy who caught touchdown passes a guy who his career started to go uh down when he goes to KC to when it, he's got to retire he had to go through all of it you know what I mean so there's a certain amount of respect that you have for him just because you understand that he wasn't just a superstar the entire time in the league he wasn't just a you know a backup the entire time in the league he was everything so right and he always, he always used to highlight – it was like this big thing he always used to do. Like, hey, Wesley Woodyard, what round were you taking in? 
eighth round or whatever, undrafted, obviously. Like he, yeah, he like he really liked to develop players, which is, I mean, that's that was the boat. I was a six round guy, so I was like, I was all for it when Brabel came in. Corey, well, like, you you got drafted in the sixth round. Oh, everybody wanted somebody else before you got drafted. Did Janu go undrafted? Went to Janu? No, Janu's Janu's fourth, fourth round. Fourth round. Somebody went undrafted. Or Ferkser. 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 No one like no one. No one wanted you. Oh, we took a shot on you. You know, remember that day yeah, he went yeah, around. Yeah. He's like, and you're like, damn. I hope he just doesn't kind of give you a backhanded compliment. It's it's honestly <laughs> like, no one wanted you. We took a chance at you. It's so and so who get paid for agency. They didn't want to pay you that high. He, We're the team that paid you. <laughs> he cracks me up. I honestly, he's and it's nothing against like Mike Malarkey was a perfectly nice man, but no, but like it is enjoyable to go on a daily basis to a damn press conference because you have to you have to be on your shit. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Oh, you got to be on your shit, dude. It's not and and cuz he'll he I think he like I think he tries to like coach the media cuz he'll get after Karski. Oh, if Paul oh, has bro. a bad question. I always would watch Rivers that question Paul. Same. Hey, it, 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 he, that, you would Paul ask that question, Paul. I told goes, him, he, I was telling Stretch when I was coming in here. Some <laughs> Paul, some idiot. Yeah. Some idiot is going to ask me that question so fitting that it should be you. And as, like you have to move stuff around on his uh Oh yeah. presser. Totally O C D. Yeah. But he I mean he makes it engaging in a way that it makes you it legitimately makes you better. Like I know I'm gonna have to ask, ask a better question because it can't be something mindless or something that somebody may have asked yeah. two days ago. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gonna be like, yeah. really with that shit again? Like it's always that look. <laughs> that yeah. look yeah. that look of particular disgust. Yeah. With the eye cocked like yeah. you're doing right now. It's unbelievable. Uh, See, I so heard funny. I hear you do a great Mike Vrabel. I do do a solid break. And I don't know if it's if it's based as much on the physical impression or if it's a vocal thing. Like, I, I don't know if it works. Was that, did, I, did you impersonate him? Yeah, that was me in training camp, remember? Yeah. It's it's a combination of both. Yeah, because like the eye thing, I see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving the stuff. I could, if we had a presser set up too, I could, I could do that. All I could right. do his stuff, man. But yeah, I did it last year in the training camp. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. What are you guys going to do now? You got the offseason. It sounds so great if you're a football player to just kind of like, I know postseason, everybody wants to win in postseason football. Great. Nobody is diminishing that. But like, <laughs> it's got to be nice to come home for a little bit. Oh, yeah. You definitely yeah. want to win. But when you when you don't or when you know, or like when you know it's probably, or when it's over. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, dude, it's the, like, you get reminded when you get these four months off. You're like, oh, this is this is a big it's reason why you sweet. love doing, why you love playing, because it is a fucking grind yeah, throughout the year. Yeah, I bro. mean, obviously, back to my fucking roller coaster year. Like, it's pretty nice to be back home in Nashville for sure. Yeah, and I'm about to have a kid, so hell yeah. My off season is kind of a little bit shorter this year. Yeah. I'd say I probably got like four weeks, maybe. Three to four weeks, and then I got a kid coming. That's a whole different ball. Yeah. Game. But, man, I got busting with the boys, man. You do it. We got haven't all... been on that shit, by the way. Well, it's it getting fixed hurts. right now. It's it, it's not. You haven't you been? Listen. You haven't physically been to the bus? No. Oh, have I thought I was going to get tetanus. Bus. Have not spoken on the bus. <laughs> you mean to tell me. And I'm a boy. That I have had you on my podcast before your your teammates, former whatever they may be. Have had you on theirs. The disrespect. So is don't let him so pump you up real. right now. You understand? No, 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 no. Don't listen. When don't did, you play you diplomat? Go, when, when did you go out to uh, Denver? At the beginning of the year, dude. September first. <laughs> okay, I mean, <laughs> this is so there weak. Was, there you was, guys played in the same division. This yeah, is so disrespectful. You're, you're, 
When when could we have done it? Like leading up to OTAs and stuff last year. We didn't year. have it in OTAs. When did you have it? Our first one dropped in late May. Yeah, the late May or June, those six weeks, bro. Yeah, it's um it's we were okay, in a building. Dude, I know it's a hot ticket. I'm I know you. it's a hot ticket to get on bus. It's not a hot it's a hot it's no. becoming a hot a little little don't hey, come on now, give us some respect. It's became <laughs> it's became a ticket to where people want to come on now. But in the beginning, you're kind of unsure of the waters. You're like, Do I want to put everything out there? Yada yada. So it was a building phase, you know. And then when you're in season, there is no podcast shooting. Yeah. Unless it was me sitting on the bus, you know, finding somebody else to do it. Well, and listen, that I disrespect out of love. Like you know I you know oh, I Oh, absolutely. Kid. Okay. <laughs> so I disrespect out of, out love. of love. No, it's a real thing. I mean, listen. <laughs> it's it's what you have to do. Yeah. It's what you have uh, to do. I uh no, the bus the bus I'm I'm fascinated by it for a variety of reasons. Mostly cuz I think I think I think that we, and you guys would be able to lend some unique perspective to this, I think that we as media, talking about like Kaharski and like me and Teresa and all, all of the other, Tehran is a different entity. Um, we have to, a lot of us are having, who have been doing this longer, have to come to the terms with the fact that you guys don't need us anymore. Like realistically. You know, no, I mean, seriously. It's, it's a legitimately cool thing that I think athletes because they now have the platform that media used to only have, can now take it upon themselves. Like, I've talked to you about Pat McAfee before, and mm-hmm. I'm from Indiana, and Pat, the way that Pat has kind of Hilarious. turned a... Sta- a He's everywhere now. ...regular oh, radio... Too much. <laughs> <laughs> almost too much. But he gave you the shout-out. He does. I love it, dude. He's hashtag for, us, for the brand. Yeah, he's And for, for the, the boys. Um, but to see to see the way that athletes now and... and can take their platform and better distribute the message directly to the people who they're trying to reach rather than to have, have to go through newspapers or television or terrestrial radio that is starting to become a thing of the past. Like, it's a unique thing, and I like to see that. I also like to see how people like me have to adapt because it's not, you know, this... There are things, I think there are things that traditional media can do. And I honestly don't consider myself traditional media. But I think there are things that traditional, more traditional media can do to help enhance the story. But you yes. guys don't need us to tell it anymore, which is the thing that's starting to evolve. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're right. And also, I think there's more opportunity than what is being kind of seen right now with traditional media. I think I, with technology and stuff, everything is going to be constantly evolving and you got to grow and I think players you know hopefully guys figure out I think what we were identifying is that there's nobody that actively has a podcast that plays at the same time and it is a very big leap of confidence and faith that hey we got to ride this thing even when the shit gets fucking hard which is you know you haven't seen Taylor post about it since you know some of those times where it seemed like hey Play football and stop doing the podcast. Right, yeah. When he's not even doing the podcast, like, hey, he'd get a text from me. Hey, copy, paste this, tweet this. Which, which it's it's shitty because I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm totally okay as a media person with Taylor Lewan doing a podcast. But a lot of people got so tight-assed about it. Tight, dude. And I've been mentioning me ever since uh, Will or it's, and I'm like, yo, get the fuck out right. of here. Yeah, and Shut I up. and I and I love it's my friends. Twitter heads, yeah, though. like people on Twitter, dude. You can never win, right? You'll never be able to. Oh, win. that's why you gotta roll. That's why you gotta take it. I try and take stuff and just 
embrace whatever's being That's said. That's why I also think this whole media, you know, outlet is evolving because you got to be able to handle the big boys on Twitter and be funny and like get an audience and like yeah. do all different kinds and of things. And handle some of this chirping with some with chirping some wind of your own. You got to yeah. you got to yeah, you got to be chirpy yourself. So kind of M&M, cool. kind of have an M&M take cuz sometimes <laughs> I'll just chirp myself, you know what I mean? Say what people said about me and then if you once you do something good, it's just it makes stuff that much more fun. Yeah, that's a classic. But I think for media, for sure. traditional media, because one thing I noticed, because I try to, I've tried to be like real conscious as an observant when I go from, because when I was on the couch and watching the Titans play and everybody around the league, I was slow to want to have any kind of opinion about players or a play happening on social media. Because I'm like, yo, comp, you might be somewhere next week playing, and then you're, Someone's trust me, you're not going to be talking you, about that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, and then maybe you might mess up, and someone's going to have shit to say about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm glad I never did that, but. When I was getting interviewed in the Oakland Raiders locker room, I'm tr I'm like in my best, like, you know, be the person that uh, I can be like on the bus or anywhere else. And it's just different when you're in the locker room, your teammates are around you and people are wanting to get a story about you. When you came you on the damn podcast before the game. You were giving me diplomatic, polished athlete answer. I'm like, listen, asshole. I know this is not the, this is not the same thing. Right, but if in in my world, if people in my world out in Oakland and our fishbowl want to twist it how they want to twist it, right. then you're getting heat for just shit that doesn't even matter. Like Taylor will talk to me about stressful stuff when he's still in Tennessee and I'm out winning in Oakland, and me, it's like, man, nobody gives a shit about that. Like, keep doing you, blah blah blah. But if you live in the Nashville world and live right. in the fishbowl, you're so caught. Like when the Titans would lose, I would be stressed because I'm like, fuck. This podcast is going to be hard to kind of push and stuff in the the week because people are going to – they want a reason why something's not working out in their own way. Right. Yeah. But I think for media people, it's going to be more about stories um, in depth with guys, like getting them away from the locker room, say on your podcast, like on this one, you know what I mean? And people's going to have to get them away from that locker room setting if they want like, those real genuine – personable answers because guys are going to self suck and give all of their stuff right there in the locker room. And they feel like the guy they're competing against is a locker right next to them. Right. They're not going to sit there and say all this stuff. They're going to say a very polished, they're going to say a very polished answer unless well, you're going to say what you're taught. I mean, right. every coach teaches, you know, no injury, no skiing, like no personal, like right. nothing like it's, Strictly stay by the book. Don't give them anything. The, if you don't feel like, like answer something, say no comment. Be short. Do this. Say that. Yeah. And um, but it's not like guys don't like all the uh, traditional media articles written on them because it's a, when you do write stories about players, you like it because you have a reason to kind of show people that want to know about you something. But you're in your mind, you're a little insecure because you're like, you don't. I don't want to push nothing. I don't want court to be like, oh, comp. I see you pushing your stuff or something right. like that. And you're like, man, obviously the post is more for. There's a lot of people who are interested in that stuff. From your hometowns. Right. And right. if Buck Rising writes something about me that I would like written, then I'm like, oh, this is dope. I'm going to push it because Buck wrote it. And I don't have to say, oh, by Will Compton or a video by me. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes sense. You're talking yeah. You're talking more about like things like un uh, excuse me, uninterrupted. Where a lot of guys, they're given like they they do the takeover for the day, right? And it's it looks, you know, I it's got to be a cool thing because that's you know obviously that's an athlete driven platform. LeBron James is out there pioneering in a way that I think is hugely beneficial. It's cer certainly for people in the content business. I like that you guys are producing more content for us to have yeah. to talk about. That makes this shit a lot easier. 
but uh, I do under I do understand kind of the kind of the like inner conflict of man. I really don't want to like I really don't want to like self-aggrandize my stuff right. just for the sake of just for the sake of you know people don't get it. I right, guess. right. And then you see like say Taylor and I. Hey, you guys want you want to Corey, you want to come on our podcast. You're going to be now that it's like a thing and people are accepting of it. It's like, "Oh, I'll be able to go step on their bus and talk about my story or anything." And it it can be it won't be taken stuff won't be taken out of context. Right, it opens more doors, more like right. opportunity for you to speak your mind. Right. So and if somebody does thing. take something and take it out of context, we have an outlet and a platform to actually fight for, hey, watch the whole thing. Draft a fucking tight end. Yeah, draft a yeah, exactly. Or oh, they need to check on the IVs in Tennessee. It's like, listen, that was a story. <laughs> When Pro Football Talk brought, t- talked about that. And they went, I have my own issues with Pro Football Talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. They, they uh, did the same thing with us It's at first. so rare that I write, too. And I'm like... They this- said via Paul Kaharski on ours. <laughs> hey, that's the worst, <laughs> boy. They said via Paul Kaharski. We said, man, that's busting with the boys. See, Chief, Chief listens to this because he was just on the episode previous, him and Tehran. Yeah. So he's going to be... He's going to have... He's going to... It's going to be three days from now. Yeah. And he's going to push his glasses up on his nose and then he's going to send some snarky tweet that he's talking into his phone because he's an 80-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. You guys have been fantastic. I Is pre- it over? I mean, it, listen, it doesn't have to be. Oh, but an hour, I thought, is enough of your time. Actually, it does, because i got a streaming show i got to do after this. I've got, I've got to actually work. This is just for fun. you got oh, IU man. Tennessee coming up. I, well, that's what I'm doing. Halftime of the Vols, A to Z Sports Primetime, halftime of tonight's Gator Bowl. If you Did you do, say in fact, halftime of the Vols or the Hoosiers? Are you a Hoosier or a Vol? I'm talking to Vols fans. I know you are. It deeply hurts me. <laughs> it deeply hurts me. This is what happens. You sell your soul. When you become a gas bag, it's going to happen. He to said, you. "When you become a gas bag, I don't, <laughs> I don't. What, how, how do you think it could happen to me? How? Yeah. Because the more that you have a microphone in front of your face, the more that you enjoy having a microphone in front of your face, and then you start to think that people actually give a shit about what you think. <laughs> yeah, it's that's it that's true. how you, that's how you start having score prediction takes. That's how it starts. See, I, that's one thing. Like we 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 say we're like we don't want to become a hot take." podcast no you know what i mean well it doesn't have to be a sports podcast like i like that a to z sports gave me this podcast because at the radio station i couldn't do this shit right they would not let me have a a forum where i have total creative control and i can bring in my friends from different aspects of life be it music here in nashville or sports you guys decent enough to give me some of your time paul Tehran, people from television and make it legitimately people in Nashville who Nashville cares about just sitting down and having a conversation. And I'm just here to facilitate. Like, this is not my show. This is their show. They want to hear from you guys. I'm just the one here driving the conversation. I couldn't do that at the radio station. Or if I did, it was over the course of a two-hour radio show, 12-minute segments, three-minute commercials. So if there was ever to start to get a flow, you know, I got, let me tell you quickly about X, Y, and Z. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, and you don't, the cool thing is you don't have to do it so politically. You know what I mean? I think people crave that raw, unfiltered type of, you know, you can bullshit and say people stuff. People want to know that you talk like them. Yeah. And that you're not right. talking like a television reporter. Coming to you live from St. Thomas Sports Park. Right. Buck Rising, <laughs> ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I got to work that. on my radio voice. 
<laughs> you want you want to be a radio guy? No, nah, I mean I, that was impressive. I, I Bucks got the fucking voice, dude. <laughs> what did someone say that one time? He's got the voice of a forty-year-old man, but the looks of a fifteen-year-old boy. Is that what someone said? No, that was you on Twitter <laughs> at Corey Eleven Sixty Two. No, that wasn't me. I don't think it was me. No, I. Uh, that's legitimately why I do this. Like I wasn't even that big of big of a sports fan. Like I'm uh, I'm somebody whose parents both worked in politics and government. And I sound like this. And one of my buddies in college said, you should do student radio. And I said, okay. And then I got a job. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, we don't ever we don't ever hear y'all's story. You guys just hear our story. Oh, but I'm, you know, I'm so uninteresting. Actually, he I... Said, I'm so uninteresting. <laughs> it's a story. How boring Buck Rising is. No. How boring he really is. Well, it's like, you know, uh, and, and people... But it's, it's one of those things that it becomes uncomfortable. Like, it's not... It's retweeting articles about yourself yeah uh pumping yourself up like people aren't i'm not supposed to be the story paul in a press conference where Vrabel's calling him an idiot we're not we're supposed to be getting answers for people who want to know why you ran brett kern on fourth and two right like that's legitimately what our job is and whether it comes off a certain way or not because of our relationship with you guys or with mike it's never to try and make it about us. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, but no, who would care? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like once you get a big enough following, though, people might, might want to know a little bit more, especially going back to Twitter. Like people, people I've seen starting to do the uh, paint and the nails, like other people are starting to pick that up from you. Yeah. Yeah. They're picking that up from you. Like they're, they're, they're riding with Buck now a little bit. That's cool. We'll have to get, we'll have to get Buck and like Paul or somebody on bus with the boys. Just on, on our turf. And then we get to talk about your story and you guys. Honestly. Uh, what actually is behind the, you know, brain of Paul Karski. It would be uh, the, you know, certainly I like, I, I like doing the Tehran and Paul podcast and we're getting down a rabbit hole uh, here. But because. I love rabbit holes. Yeah, that's literally what a podcast is. <laughs> yeah. It's just one big ass rabbit yeah. hole. Tehran and Paul and myself all come from different places like when I'm talking about Paul not quite understanding that athletes don't necessarily need us anymore and so there's a bit of an entitlement and I would tell him this to his face and he's going to listen to this I'm sure he's going to send me a nasty text message but he knows that (laughs) but Paul is from a different world Paul is hardcore uh, hardcore Columbia trained journalist Tehran is from a totally different world Tehran played college football small school he understands it a lot better than any of us, admittedly. That's his lane. And he can come at it from a different angle, which gives him a unique perspective. He's got similar background to a lot of the guys that he's trying to tell the story of. And I'm just, I just happen to be y'all's age. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, I just happen to be y'all's You got to give yourself more credit than that. I don't know. What, like, okay, go ahead and tell me what redeeming qualities I have, Compton. Go you ahead. Got your voice. Like, yeah, the voices, you know I mean? the voices. I think, there, I dude. think, uh, I think you do a, a job. We all know <laughs> Not we'll a good say job. Good. A job. We'll say a job of um, kind of having some witty suave about it, some chirping in the journalism game instead of just full on reporting or you know nerd nerd out stuff. Nerd out. You know what I mean though. The first day I went to practice, like when, when you 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 came on the bus, you did your thing on the bus. Super appreciate. I, I heard he got you, dude. He did, but he who's got, got the last laugh now? 
What do you say? Well, how do you? You, you're sitting in my house doing a podcast. Hey, what, what do you, you say? What do you, what do you refer to? I mean, to? I can't remember, but it was a while ago. It was about being jobless, Buck, right? Buck knows what it was. What was it? Oh, no, I buried him because... He uh, buried him. He, at the time, he got me. No, because... He, the, he gave me the old man leg tattoo. No. Oh, just Josh with you, buddy. Because this is what happens. This is what happens. So I quit the ESPN radio affiliate to go work on the internet because terrestrial radio, I feel, is a dying medium. And that was my that was the first thing I did for A to Z. Scared shitless. I've never done any live broadcasting. Luan, I don't know him that well. Like we're not conversational like we are now. And I've just been kind of thrust into the situation because Neely, RIP, is trying RIP, to grow man. the Facebook audience. And A to Z's got a really strong social audience. So they're just like, yeah. Go do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So I have no notes because it's going to be on live. live streaming. I don't want to be sitting there looking at my little dumbass notepad like right. one of these nerds you're talking about. <laughs> and I, ha- So you're telling me in front of a live audience that does isn't accustomed to cussing, I'm going to have to drive a show with Taylor Lewan and Will Compton on this godforsaken bus. And so Luan comes at me and he says, and we're talking about how I work for A to Z now. And Luan, I think, compared us to Nazis. Once you join, oh, he, he had some, he had a little issue. With, Taylor's like, got it. Who doesn't ago? Taylor have an issue with at some point? No, but my boss, one of my bosses did say when they were on terrestrial radio, that Taylor Lewan was not born to be a pro bowler. Oh, oh that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, Cause yeah. Hey, one time we got out of, we were doing, we called the accountability, you know how we uh, sauna. Uh, cold tub yeah yeah the sun, all that. we were in the middle and he was like cold. he's like hey, hey he's like will he's like that's the dude right there that said i wasn't a pro bowler I, or rocking i was like overrated and pro bowler stuff like that. he was rocking an a to z polo and he always <laughs> he always uh clowns on the polos so i get on the bus on the polo because my boss is you know it's fine i understand they want the logo on the damn string get it fine so i look i look like some assholes just come off the golf course and i got my dopey ass a to z thing on and Luan, and so we're talking about didn't you used to be on radio what happened Did you get fired I said no i quit and went to a to z and he goes sure bud sure you quit and then Lo- and then compton starts chirping at it too and i go is that what happened to you oh, that's what they all say <laughs> is that, that's what they all say and then i gave him a little leg tap oh. <laughs> hey he was right at the time. At the at time. At the time. And now look at him now. The but boy, then, hey, but the boy then, is a but, Las yeah, but Vegas then he, Raider. But then he's uh, not yet. Then he, uh, <laughs> right now, I'm still right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then he texts, and then all of a sudden, he gets me, buries me. There, I'll give it to you. Buries me on his little stream. Then uh, all of a sudden, months later, I'm getting a text. Hey, you want to come on my pod to talk your Titans and Oakland oh. Raider game? Like, oh, who, who's got the job, the little juice yeah. right now? And then what did he do? He came on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> no, you guys, both of you, you guys are, you know, now that you don't play here, it's a legitimate, like, balance that I think, is, yeah. that I think, you know, I try to have as somebody, because, again, this, I, this is turning into something like I'm talking about myself, and I hate that, um, but as people who do this, like there's a legitimate balance that you try to have with the people that you cover. Cause you know, I like you guys, right. But when you're here and I'm covering you, I can't be like, yeah, those are my friends. That's not that immediately invalidates anything, any kind of legitimate analysis or work that I would try to do on the Tennessee Titans, because that immediately, you know, it becomes, it becomes a bias. You're protecting him. Whether, whether you're not, Hey, actually talk about him. It sounds like you're protecting him, buck. Right. 
Fake fraud. Yeah, so that's exactly what it is. And so now that you guys have always been, both of you, legitimately decent to me, and I greatly appreciate that, and I consider you friends, whether you consider me... I consider you a boy. A friend or not. He's a boy, for sure. He's a boy. That's a great compliment, dude. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, what I was saying when he says he balances it, like he does a good job chirping, like we bring him on the bus... We're like, boy, you know, we're get, we're cool. We're mending bridges with A to Z, or Taylor is. <laughs> no, mending, mending bridges. bridges with me as the representative. My boss, okay. who is setting up the streaming equipment, still gets, uh, Zach, how the fuck did you get on this bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, feeling like we're boys with Buck, right? Oh, I'm like, before a game, I see Buck, video on Taylor, yes. and all it says is to to feed his little Nazi following out there <laughs> because it's a hot take at the time. How many, how many penalties is Lawan getting today? Ooh. Like, damn, like, yo, I think you're for the boys and here you are just doing your thing, selling your soul Gotta for these, have balance, for these views. For the but balance. yeah, it's just balance. But that's, that's I mean, no, that's, you know, and there, there's, there's even balance in that because at the time, a valid point was to be made about Taylor and penalties. And honestly, I would have Taylor, and Taylor, to, to his credit, has been hugely diplomatic in his answers, in the way that he responds to things, in the way that he's handled himself, because he was a legitimate liability. He led the team in penalties, and he missed the first month. Yeah, I mean, he called himself a legitimate liability. Yeah. And he, he, and well, he's, he had, been, he's been in complete check since then. And to his credit, and I admit that, but for me... The balance comes in, well, do I tweet something out that I know people are going to laugh at that's an easy joke to make because it's sarcastic and snide, even though at that point he was in the middle of that terrible penalty stretch and the point was valid that could he potentially sandbag a drive, which he did later in that game. Don't think I forgot. <laughs> so, I, could, you know, how do I, how do I make a legitimate point in commentary and still try to entertain? Because the entertainment part is not, that's not journalism. That's me trying to be a, a jackass for the people to laugh on on Twitter. Yeah. You're right. Well, I mean, we all do it. I mean, it's part of the, it's part of the Twitter game. Yeah. But if that, if that, you know, I, it's, it's again, the balance of how, how do you guys not take that seriously? Cause you're damn sure LaJuan saw that. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody who says they don't see all their stuff, like they see stuff. Yeah, everyone's, see stuff. everyone's probably Googled or. Search her name on Twitter once. No question. That's that's one thing I was extremely proud about this year is I really didn't do it at all oh, good when for I was you. on the Raiders. As you said, I'm gonna enjoy I'm gonna enjoy these eight weeks like they were gonna be my last eight weeks now, you know, knock on wood, you don't you don't know we might Drive boy, might have earned himself knock a little on something. Knock on wood if you're with me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, boys? That, listen, uh, to, to your credit, though, because I, I have made jokes at, at, at in that interview with Taylor, jokes at your expense about, yeah. you know, how much do you, uh, yeah, no do you, is it going to be out on the field? And that's meant in fun. But oh, that, yeah, yeah. That yeah. doesn't necessarily come, a, come across. That's right. He did say that. 100%. He said, listen, what are the odds he's even on the field or something like that? Listen, no, he didn't say it that ass. It was not quite that, quite said, that terse. I put it gonna, a little. He's going to be out there for a play with you. It was, it was a smooth jab. <laughs> it, it, was, was, it was a smooth it's, jab. It's just kind of to remind I'm still here. It's okay. Yeah. You know? But no, to your credit, by the end of the season, knock on wood if you're with me, you were wearing the damn green uh, green sticker on your helmet. Yeah. That's huge. And the whole – I saw – and people in Nashville, Corey, I know, I know you have experienced some of this as well, but these people here legitimately attach themselves 
to you guys. And when they see Gruden talking about you in a press conference. Oh, dude, it's unreal. The I love truly is feel unbelievable. like I grew up in Nashville. When you yeah, went, for sure. When you went to Denver, people were legitimately pissed at them because dipshits like me were saying, no, Corey Levin, Corey Levin's going to be on this team. They right, really yeah. like him as a player, and then circumstances come to what they are, and it's a difficult situation. But people are, they, they seem to show you guys love in a way that is unique. And no I think you, I think that's felt for sure. Like they were, like you said, there was a lot of people that were pissed that they released me, whatever. And then there was a bunch of people that were happy for me. Like good luck in Denver. You get, you're going to work under Mike Munchak. Like you should be ecstatic. This is going to be great for you. So like, it, it was. You're still cool. one of theirs. Yeah, yeah. It's, Dude, it's definitely, definitely a cool feeling. Yeah, Nashville definitely makes you still feel like one of theirs, regardless if you're somebody. In in my circumstance too, it was. It's it's actually unbelievable, man. I really feel like they make me feel like I grew up in this hometown. Like I feel like I'm going back home when I'm like going back to Nashville. Yeah, man. I mean, this is. I mean, my wife grew up here, so like, and I have my house here. I mean, I'll definitely live here after football is done, just because. A lot of people say that. A lot yeah, of people I mean, hang around. Even when they say they're going to get out, they still hang Nashville around. Nashville has that effect on you, man. It's a fantastic place. Mm-hmm. That's why we do the 615 sessions mm. for the 615. In what what area is this? Um, Elizabeth Park. Yeah, yeah. Nashville, Tennessee. Down off Cockrell Road. Buena Vista. Buena Vista. Buena Vista, Buena Vista. Hey, area. But just Kenny's, past Jefferson Street. Sketchy. But, but Vaccaro Slim and Huskies is just I was going to say, road. I was going to say Slim and Huskies is solid. There I is, saw Helen's Hot Chicken on the way. Is that any good? Uh, hell yes. Listen, all the food in this Helen's, yes, is damn is. good. Now, you may not want to leave your car out on the street too yeah, terribly long. Yeah, I might to check on my truck. It man. is dark outside. So yeah. I better get you out of here. <laughs> Corey Levin, at Corey Levin 62, Chicago Bears, uh, guard, center, whatever they may need him to be. Happy to have you back in Nashville, at Corey Levin 62 on Twitter, as I mentioned, as well as on Insta. Will Compton, at underscore Will Compton on Twitter and Insta. Bussin' with the boys at Bussin WTB on Insta, on Twitter, on Facebook. BussinWTB.com is where you go. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Bussin with the Boys podcast wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Mm. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, Solid. man. Appreciate Great it. outro. Great outro. Knock on wood if you're with me. Knock on wood if you're with me. We <laughs> will hopefully be with you talking more about the Tennessee Titans in the postseason. We will find out what takes place there on Saturday. In the meantime, the A to Z Sports Primetime Show will continue 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook Live and on Periscope Sunday to Thursday night. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to this particular podcast while you are rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Bussin' with the Boys. Five stars on those ratings. Four stars just makes you a hater. Mm. That being said, I'm Buck Rising for Corey Levin for Will Compton reminding you to stay hot, Nashville. We will talk to you on Tuesday right here on the 615 Sessions podcast brought to you, as always, by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com.